When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you this is The Final Word, Ashes Daily, day two at the Oval here in South London. I'm Adam Collins. To my left is Jeff Lemon. It's getting dark here now as we prepare ourselves to talk about a day when Australia didn't do a particularly good job as for Seabus Super, as ever, seabussuper.com.au. Jeff, why don't you tell us about Australia's terrible batting display Australia- in the space of 30 seconds? In 30 seconds, maybe in some trouble. They trail by 78 runs. They bowled England out this morning, adding only a further 23. England out for 294. Mitchell Marsh took his fifth wicket, his first five for in Test cricket. But then Australia batted pretty badly. Steve Smith top scored again. Surprise, surprise. He made 80. Marnus made 48. No one else made anything, really. They made 225. They trailed by 69. Not very nice. And uh, then they dropped a catch just before the close to really complete a, a not great day. Joffre took six for, and uh, England lead by 78. Yeah, they were nine for no loss at the close, England, so they actually did have a wicket given against them just before stumps. Mm. Rory Burns was given leg before bowling at Josh Hazelwood, but it was overturned having pitched a long way outside the leg stump. Not the only umpire error throughout the course of the day. No. Um, Sam Curran was also influential, picking up three wickets. He was on a hat trick at one stage. He looked fantastic. It's hard to believe he hasn't been used in the series until now. We'll, we'll come back to that. Perhaps the best place for us to start, though, Jeff, is with Smith, and then we'll push off from there. He makes 80 you know, I was just writing then about the shock that when he got out, it must have been yeah. akin to the shock when Bradman was out here all those years ago. You can hear it in the commentators' voices. Like, we're, we're so conditioned here. It, it's more than just numbers and the 751 runs he's tallied across the series at 125, if you don't mind. It, it, it's the feeling, isn't it? It's, when Smith bats, you just don't see how he's going to get out. So when he does, it, it comes as a, a complete surprise and a shock. It's the feeling of inevitability, which is weird because in cricket, you're supposed to fail. You know, the... the yeah. Success is the exception. Um, and even players who are really good and in good form still make the odd low score here and there. They still get a good ball early or do something a bit wrong or whatever it is. You know, random chance will bring you down. Except that hasn't happened. Literally every time he has batted, he has made more runs than anyone else in the innings <laughs> in this series. He doesn't have a not out to swell that 100 yep. average. He's had six hits and made 750 runs. It's just... It's, it's obscene. Yeah, I mean, a lot of numbers he ticks off today when he was kind of making his way through the biggest Ashes innings of all time. He, he hasn't quite overtaken Bradman from 34, which was 
758. That's right. So he'll probably get there in the second dig, all things being equal. Uh, and the 974, which you spent a lot of time talking about, that's not going to happen. It's that gone. Was, it's that gone. was gone when Tim Payne elected to bowl first, probably. England would have to set them 400 and Australia would have to chase the 400 because yeah. you'd need to get 230 to catch up with that. So. Yeah, well, let's not rule it out. But yes, it seems almost <laughs> mathematically impossible. But all the same, it's the vibe. It's, it's, it's Marbo. It's the yeah, vibe. It's constitution. It's the constitution. Yep. It, more than it is just the numbers alone. I was looking at it before. His numbers aren't considerably better than what they were in 1718, but I don't think we thought of him this way no. in 1718. I think that then he, he was a you know, run monster, but now it's just, yep. yeah, like it's, it's just a whole different beast. Maybe it's due to the fact that he spent 12 months out of the game and it was such a high-profile um, suspension and all the rest of it. Yep. But this has been, I think, the series that I'd be surprised if it's not the series, rather, that, that we talk about and reflect on when his career's over. Here's my theory, though. It's that in Brisbane he makes 141, yep. but then he makes not many. In Adelaide he makes 6 and 40 from memory. Mm. So you saw, okay, he can make a big 100 and he can get out for not much. Then he makes the double in Perth, but you don't think of him as infallible, whereas in this series he has been infallible from ball one, 100 in the first innings, 100 in the second innings in the first test, and he's gone on from there. And even the 92 at Lords, which may have been 192 if not for Jofra Archer, like literally knocking him out, he was well on his way to a a third 100 on the trot. And yeah, I suppose you're right in saying that in 1718, it was the Adelaide test and the Melbourne ton. Even he said himself after that that it was on the, the most docile pitch he'll ever bat on in his life. Yeah. And it was a, a game where they were just batting out time for an inevitable draw. This has been different. They've all been in competitive situations yeah. where um, he's either been trying to set up a test match or trying to get Australia out of trouble. And he's done so successfully on each occasion. Really, the 225 Australia mate today is inflated by Smith and probably Siddle and Lyon at the end to an extent. Yeah. Um, like they, they were looking like they were going to be rock and rolled for um, 100. 180-something when Sam Curran picked up those wickets in consecutive balls that I mentioned before and Archer got a head of steam towards the end. Nathan Lyon had a, a jolly time, hooked a six off the top edge, hit four boundaries. He made 25, Siddle made 18. But, yeah, it was it was that uh, Manus-Steven partnership that that solved the problem early. They were two for 14. Those two came together. Manus did a good job and eventually, you know, he got he got worked over a bit by Archer, got hit on the elbow, um, had to have an extensive treatment break and then was a bit rattled after that and, and eventually uh, was leg before to a pretty straight one. Yeah, it looked like the sort of blow that could make him retire hurt. Like getting hit on the elbow at 90 mile an hour, I mean, you know, most people would retire hurt, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, but he's a tough I would lad. curl up in a ball and yeah. cry for three days. <laughs> but he's made a tough stuff, Manus, we know that. So he gets out for 48 he'll be disappointed not he to was. add yet another half century I, I um, spoke to him his... after play and he was pretty filthy with himself yeah. because he said you know you've got to do it when you're set as they say and um, and, and wasn't able to get through mentioned off the top that I was disappointed that Curran hasn't played look I've been covering this England team for a while now and I've seen Curran play a lot for Surrey too he's just Sometimes with cricketers, you can't point to exactly what it is that makes them so effective. But with bat and ball, he is. Uh, and he's such a competitor. The way he was man of the series against India last year as a 20-year-old. How is it possible they've never yep. tried a left armour against Smith? They thought that Jack Leach might be the solution after the first test match because Leach bowls left arm orthodox spin. Well, they've never used... Uh, I had a look at it before. They haven't used a left arm seamer against Smith in either of these two huge series. And it just now, I know it's hindsight and it's the fifth test match and and all the rest of it, but how wasn't Curran one of the, the first players they, they looked at uh, as an option in this series? He does have a good record, him. though, against left-arm seam. Like, it's not like there was a, you know... No, 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 a, I understand that, but, but, well, but my the... point is it's a, it, it's a point of difference. All yeah. I'm trying to say is that um, if you're trying to shake it up for Smith and keep things, is, is you know, and even today we saw early on, he beat the bat 
I remember seeing at least two, I think it was a third as well, where he was beating all ends up from balls over the wicket from the left arm and seeming away on, and sort of mm. hooping away early on with the new ball too. And that's the sort of angle he's not had to face yet in the mm-hmm. series. And the trajectory as well, because Curran's quite short, he skids on a bit more. Yeah. It's less about bounce and more about natural variation off the pitch, I suppose, when he kisses it more than banging it in. So just something a bit different. And, and, and look at... It seems to work. He did, um, Smith, give a, give a chance on 66 to the cordon where he tried to play an uppercut and put it straight down the throat of Root, albeit at pace and it was put down. But, you know, again, it, it just, to me, it, it reinforced that mm. Curran had a role to play in this series. And it, it, I don't understand why they took this long to realise it, given how well he was in a high-octane series against India when they knocked off the world number one. I mean, that was only 12 months ago and he's yeah. only going to get better. Well, he's um, he must be the only player to be man of the series in a series where he was dropped. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, was, he, he was left out half way through and then brought back. Well, here's the incongruity of that. The reason he was left out at Lords last year was because Ben Stokes wasn't playing and they didn't want to risk having Curran as the third seamer without Stokes. And look, Stokes isn't bowling in this game. So yes, mm. Curran's essentially playing as the fourth seamer because Wokes is in the 11 here too. But, but all the same, it does seem like muddled thinking. Mm. Like, Curran, I think he's suffering from the fact that they made a selection blunder in Barbados. I think it was in uh, in January where they used him uh, ahead of Broad and it backfired. And that wasn't yep. just his fault, though. They they went in with the wrong balance of the attack with two spinners when West Indies went on and bounced them out with some serious pace. So it feels as though, like because of a bad decision in January, yeah. they've compounded it in August. Yeah, I, I suppose that's right. Can I tell you one of my favourite bits of the day? Um, Steve Smith kicking balls away from Curran because he, so he's bowling left arm over and they're angling across yeah. Smith. And Smith's uh, stepped outside his leg stump a bunch of times and just said, no, nah, not playing that. And he's just kicking it away. Love and it. Curran is absolutely losing his head because any time a, a bowler sees a batsman shoulder arms and kick the ball, they go, oh, it's got to be leg before. <laughs> of course it's not because he's like six inches outside leg stump. Yeah. And Smith was just saying, I know exactly where my stumps are. I know that's not hitting my stumps. I'll just kick that away. Sorry, champion. Yeah, I know. Was, I know. I know. Where all the chess pieces yeah. are on my board and on your board and all the rest. Of it. There's a Jed Butler quote in there somewhere from an early West Wing episode, which right. I can't quite nail. But yes, he, he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, and and um, he just he just looked on Smith. He you know the the way he took Broad through the covers when he chose to. The way there was a moment when. Um, they're running a couple and the throw was coming into the bowler's end and Johnny Bairstow, Smith was going to the striker's end and Bairstow was up to the stumps and Bairstow pretended that he was about to receive the ball. Oh, yeah, he, the acted, bit. he acted like it was coming to him. So he goes, oh, and he gets down in a crouch and Smith goes, oh, no, and dives, does this huge dive and comes up in a plume of dust and, of course, the ball's down the other end and Bairstow, you know, like that, like Muttley, the cartoon dog, he's like... <laughs> I did wonder, though. I thought that might have been cause for looking at the fake fielding five penalty runs. I saw that Smith, when that happened he just laid on the turf on his back for about 10 seconds which is a fraction odd but it's Steve Smith after all he can do whatever he wants out there let's be honest but yeah it was a it was a it, it kind of shows how easy he gets in their heads doesn't it and yeah they, they look surprised even when they picked him up the appeal was aggressive but they were all right. standing around in the huddle when Wokes gets him leg before like but, that just but, happened but, but that really thing, happened the thing with that where, where he did the dive right it, he was obviously a bit annoyed because he'd been made to dive in the dirt and, and, and hit the ground pretty hard very next ball he smoked Archer off his pads <laughs> through backwards square for four as if to say don't don't annoy me Johnny Bairstow yeah. but yeah he was out 
to a relatively straightish ball. It moved a bit from Wokes, and he just missed a ball on his pad, something that's happened last in about, what, 2014. Yeah. Um, he's Chris, only been out league before wicket ten times in his career. And three everyone of them. Thinks, yeah, they, they all think that he's a – yeah, three of them. Three of them to Wokes. Um, uh, yeah, they all think they're an LBW chance every time they bowl to him, but, yeah, but not so. Yeah, they think it's going to slip through onto the pads, but um, it does not, except this time it did. So Wokes has him leg before three times, once after he'd been knocked out at Lords, once in that pink ball test at Adelaide when the ball was going crazy in yeah. the evening session. And this one today where I can only conclude he was tired because everybody else keeps not making runs. Someone else just makes some bloody runs. Someone else <laughs> makes some runs. Uh, David Warner came out like he came out in Cape Town in 2018, swinging wild at everything. There were balls that were almost off the pitch from Broad and Archer that he was going after. And eventually he got out to a really wide ball. He, he'd already edged one through the cordon for four. Mm. He's out for five to a ball that I... I'm pretty sure he didn't hit, um, but was given out on referral because there was a spike on the on the Snicko thing, even <laughs> though there was daylight on the replay. There's a lot going on here, isn't there? So, yes, it, Warner could have been out three times. Uh, he played and missed at two balls, one of which I think the second ball that he had a lash at was so far outside the off stump from Stuart Broad. Broad couldn't believe that he nearly picked him up that way. It should have been called a wide, that way. It way. should have been called a wide, just about. I agree with that. But, yeah, the look, I, I've said this a couple of places, and I'll just say it one more time. Hopefully I won't take five minutes on this occasion. Surely we've reached the point with the application of technology where we need to consider having third officials who have got that job to do alone. Not just the umpire who's the third ump in the game, who's the spare Mm -hmm. umpire, if you like, in the rotation from the elite panel, but someone who is specialised in using this because this isn't the first time, nor will it be the last, where we're a bit confused about the process the umpire's gone through. They don't have the benefit of hearing the commentary. They don't have the benefit of perhaps even hearing the crowd. They're they're making a decision which is purely based on what they're seeing. But it does feel often the case Mm. because we see their workings out and it feels muddled. Take today, for example. Like Where my issue is with uh, what was once called real-time Snicko but now called Ultra Edge is that once you refer to it, umpire's... Uh, subjective judgment, I suppose, is taken out the window. It's all about the objectivity of a spike or not. So even though it looked to me and looked to you and looked to everyone else as though there was a gap between the ball and the bat, and on that basis, it should have been thrown out. He took the conservative option, sent it to Snicko. There happened to be a spike. Now, of course, a spike can come from anything. It's just a any guy. sound. Any sound. It could have, it could have been the boots re- across the floor. It could have been, I mean, it wasn't bad on pad, but theoretically, the, from time to time, you do see spikes from bad on pad as well, which, which can deceive the Snicko. So, look, that, that's where I find um, it, it a bit troubling that we have this great technology at our disposal and yet human error sometimes still plays a role. Now, I do note that David Warner did say um, on television, I think it was uh, this afternoon, that he did hit it. Now, look... I don't know why he said that. Maybe he thinks he hit it. Maybe he did hit it. Maybe he didn't hit it and doesn't want to appear like he's a whinger. But almost putting that all to one side, yeah. uh, forget about Warner here. It's about the what we're seeing and the credibility of the process. Sure. And the next step in this process really has to be taking it out of the hands of umpires who've learnt their craft in the middle and giving it to some new umpires who can just be specialised as we see yep. in the rugby league. We see the what do they call it? The, 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 the um, I don't know, remember. I don't care about rugby league but, but whatever ref. they call it. It's not, it's um, not VAR, that's or football but the oh yeah, the bunker. The that's, bunker. that's in the rugby league. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is north of the Barassi line but yeah, that that, that thing, surely we, we, that, that's a logical um, bit of this and, and the same thing goes for front foot no balls. One of the reasons they gave a couple of years ago as to why we don't have the third or fourth official toggling with the front foot no ball machine is because they, they say that it costs too much money. Well, I'm willing to put all of my money and all your money on the fact that it's really about third umpires, not 
wanting to sit there looking at the front foot line all day. We'll give that job to the new official as well. Mm. The, yeah. uh, voila. Give him something to do. Look, that happened. Smith eventually got out. He was in that position. He was batting with Siddle and it was he would have had to do Edgebaston day one again where he'd produce a, a hero <laughs> innings and, and, and bat with a tail and make 150. And in the end, he couldn't. And Australia, you know, I mean, they deserve to struggle because no one backs him up. No one else has backed him up. Marcus Harris failed again, made three. Matthew Wade made 19. Uh, Mitch Marsh couldn't do it. He, he got his five for in the morning, which was nice. We, we had the big Mitch Marsh love in yesterday, but he needed to deliver with the bat. He played a pull shot to a ball that was too full for it and top-edged it down to fine leg for 17. Um, Cummins was done by current for a first baller. Uh, Tim Payne, maybe, maybe preoccupied by his decision to bowl yesterday, came out mm. and, and couldn't support Smith. He was out for one and it was down to Siddle and uh, and Lyon to, to make a few at the end. So yeah. they deserve to trail. They're well behind in the game and uh, look, it, it's it's going to be down to Smith again because they need to rattle through England uh, and not be chasing too many. They're still, the pitch is doing a bit for the seamers and, and it might start to turn as we go on. It's quite dry. Mm. So fourth innings batting will be hard. Yeah, word for Mitch Marsh. You mentioned the Pfeiffer, which was a lovely moment this morning. Uh, he did get out for 16 hooking and it was a, a poor shot selection, but geez, he was so close to break through there. You could just see after he struggled in his first five to ten balls and looked really good for the 16 runs that he did acquire before getting out and that'll frustrate a lot of people when they pick up the scorecard but it'll frustrate him more than anyone else. We heard yesterday a great question from Barat Sanderason in the press conference which was recorded after our podcast where he asked him how it feels when he seems to have a lot of the Australian public against him and he said quite in quite forthright fashion, well I know that half of Australia hate me. I think he um, said everyone in Australia. Everyone in Australia, everyone right Australia did he? Okay, me. sorry. Well either which way. Which is pretty sad. Yeah well I, I, felt, yeah, I felt sad for him too but the fact that he said it with such a smile on his face and the next sentence was hopefully I have an opportunity to win them over and I, I like that. He's not getting too down in the dumps about his public perception. He, he realises that he's in a privileged position, he's 27 years old and if he has more days like yesterday and, and can find a way to make better contributions with the bat, well, well he might have a, a second coming and, and look that, that's, that's yet to be seen. He might. Steve Smith has never made a fourth innings hundred. That's mm. one thing he hasn't ticked off on his list. Uh, 16 in the first innings I think six in the second innings and a couple in the third. Yeah well look you, you often hear, you think about cricketers over the years that have got a, 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 a reputation of making too many second innings tons like Dean Jones or not enough second innings tons like Mark War. <laughs> so um, hopefully uh, Smith sees that as an opportunity. Not that he's wanting for motivation of course Smith being Smith probably means that he'll 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 uh, he'll go out and do whatever's required in the fourth innings based on the evidence so far but that would be a nice box to tick i am sure speaking of ticking boxes superannuation you want to get your super in order see bus super <laughs> they offer advice services for members over the phone information general advice about their CBUS account on topics like super, investment options, contribution strategies, and planning the best way to maximise their super for retirement. CBUSSuper.com.au. Grab a PDS on the website. And, of course, future performance is not dictated by past performance. Uh, you know who needs a contribution strategy? Marcus Harris, David Warner. Uh, Matthew Wade. Oh, Matthew Wade. You know. I, note that, um, I note that people were quite cross at the way that Matthew Wade was carrying on before stumps at short leg. Nothing changes. Okay, nothing changes. Changes. Nothing changes. Yep. And, uh, and as we said, well, I don't know if I mentioned it off the top, but yeah, Harris shelled the most straightforward third slip catch he'll ever see in his mm. life. So they, they weren't there. There are problems with this uh, Australian side at the moment. They need to pull themselves together. Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame moment for the day. Can I, can I um, indulge can me? I give you one? Yes. So, so to speak, um, Steve Smith was going past a lot of totals that players have made in a series. There are actually quite a lot of players who've made high 600s or 700-odd runs in a series, and mm. he was going past some big names. There was a lovely moment when he went past 732. 
Why is 732 significant? I hear you ask. There are three different players who all made 732 runs in a series. David Gower's Ashes of 85. Yep. Bert Sutcliffe's Ashes of 25. 24, 24 25. Yep. 25 in Australia when yep. he yep. came down under and averaged heaps. And Aubrey Faulkner's series in 1910-11 when South Africa were absolute garbage and he made um, all, well, not a million, he made 732 <laughs> runs against Australia in 1910-11. Great all rounder. Yeah. I've said it before, I think, on the weekly show the other day during Nerd Pledge, but read Joe Kimber and Aubrey Faulkner. It's mm. well worth it. Well worth your time. A, 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 a figure in the game yeah. that we don't talk enough about, perhaps due to his demise, really, but someone that's worth investigating. Yes, as, as, as it was sort of uh, euphemistically put by Swanton, he suffered of melancholia. Um, and and that's how he went out. But mm. uh, you know that that innings of that six for seventeen he took in a mm. test match with the ball. The, all the things he did with about seven thirty two in that series. So Smith went past them. He's on seven fifty one. He's one run behind Graham Gooch's big big uh, series against India. So who knows what he'll do tomorrow? Yeah, he's, there's still some decent numbers there for him. He's not going to get um, nine hundred and seventy four. We, we kind of rule that out. But he might get nine oh five. Volley Hammond's twenty eight twenty nine nine oh five. That that's. I would say just within range if he has to get what a, if they have to chase three, they have to just say three thirty or three forty or something yeah. that that could be in the frame two eighty even yeah he, so he what, could get one hundred and fifty out of two eighty yeah you could easily see that happening well look he might he might need to based he, on the evidence yeah. of this series if Australia are going to have a serious chance at a fourth innings chase that it's going to yeah. require Smith to do something oh hey Smith like this will be over in a couple of days probably so we'll probably only have two more Ashes dailies if you want to get the yes. Seabus final word shirt if you want to win one of the t-shirts you just have to promo the podcast in some way you have to put it out on socials or or get it to people um, in some way send us some proof proof of concept proof of purchase proof of age <laughs> whatever it is or just tag us in yeah, that ta- works too Instagram and Facebook and the Twitters and all the rest of it yep. we live on all of those different platforms we've received even though we didn't prompt it yesterday some more wonderful bits of correspondence last night so thank you so much for the kind words and sharing it with your friends and, and your, your, your pals on socials and if you want to get on the Patreon and throw a few bucks our way to keep us afloat you can go to patreon.com slash the final word Ashes Daily 3 will come tomorrow day 3 it will indeed it's Adam Collins and Jeff Lennon signing off from the Jeff Oval Lennon. Jeff Lennon Jeff Lennon yeah, I'm, I'm I, Jess I, Lennon I, I just, I just, uh, <laughs> just promoted you I'm, um, I'm Paul McCartney and you're John Lennon there's a full moon now it's Friday the 13th there's a full moon the oh! Oval the Oval looks an absolute treat. Let's hope we get a fantastic weekend of Ashes cricket to finish the series. Can't wait to talk tomorrow. Yeah. Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.